Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, August the 23rd. And we get back to winning last night as the Phillies just handle business against Cincinnati at home, obviously, coming off the... Massive disappointment of the weekend series against the Mets. The frustration, the anger within Philly's fandom. A show-me series that did not show us what we wanted to see. Phillies come back yesterday and handle business against Cincinnati. It was nice to see a nice, easy, handle-your-business kind of victory for the Phil's Syndergaard deals. They get enough hits. They win the game. Just like that, and the first of seven this week against the Reds and Pirates is a win. Said yesterday, prior to the game, I need them to win five of seven, hopefully six of seven, maybe seven of seven, but five of seven, the minimum that is an acceptable outcome as far as I'm concerned for this week's games and the Phillies. Get off to a nice start last night and uh, start the week right. And, you know, look, they, they do what this team continues to do and it's done all season long every time. The fan base uh, gets concerned or has a moment of panic or, you know, starts to, you know, question things. They come back and they win a game easy, you know, and I, and I expect them to do it again tonight. You know, that's the the kind of team they've been this season, and it's why they're a playoff team right now. It's why they I believe they're going to be a playoff team at the end of the season. And they're handling business. And it, it honestly, you know, it's funny. Um because obviously, look, this team is very different from in years past. And as we've talked about many times, they might still end up not making the playoffs. Any of these teams that's fighting for it could not make it. Um, you know, we have you know 40 plus games left to go in the season and it's bunched up and, and they're good baseball teams. Like no matter what the team that misses the or most likely unless the team takes a swan dive, you know, almost definitely whichever team misses the playoffs of the teams we talk about in the National League, the the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Padres, whichever of those four doesn't make the playoffs, they're they're a good baseball team. It's going to miss playoffs. You know, it's going to be a team with a good record that misses the playoffs. Um, and that is possible, obviously. But I think the Phillies are going to make the playoffs, and regardless of that, to the point of making it is definitely different from the last few years. And I think. You know, by far the the best team, the team we can trust the most, the team we can believe in the most. And I think that there's no better exemplification of that than the fact that this team actually 
for the most part, this season has beaten the teams they're supposed to when they're supposed to, at least since Joe Girardi's been fired. You know, this team's handled business. They've basically struggled against the Mets. That's it. <laughs> a two-game series in Toronto didn't go great. There are a couple others. Obviously, the Cubs for some reason. But for the most part, outside of that Cup series, you know, the Phillies have handled business when they're supposed to. They've beaten teams they're supposed to beat. And that's what they have to do to finish out this season, and that's what this team has done all year. In addition to all the things we've been talking about lately that this team has continually, all season long, responded to adversity, battled adversity, found ways to win games despite adversity. I mean, again, they've lost the MVP of the National League last year for an extended period of time, and they're 12 games above 500 right now. I mean, that's shocking. That is shocking. They're like eight or nine games above 500 without Harper. And by the way, an update on Harper coming up. But a good update on Harper. But again, this team has found ways to stay in it. They're a playoff team. Bryce Harper's going to come back and they're going to be in the a playoff hunt. Like, you know, it was so easy to think that when Harper went down that it was going to tank the season, that this team wouldn't be able to keep up, especially with the way this race has played out with all these teams keeping pace with none of these teams falling out. The Brewers beat the Dodgers again last night. You know, none of these teams is is capitulating. None of these teams is saying, okay, we're not going to make it. You guys go ahead. I mean, you know, they're all fighting. And, and in that situation, you know, when the Phillies lost Harper, if they had not played as good a baseball without Harper as they have, they would be in trouble. They would be the team that's two games out instead of two games in. Or more. But because they responded, because they found ways to win games without Harper, because to the point we made before, they continue to handle teams they're supposed to handle, we're sitting here this morning with the Phillies still a playoff team. And with Bryce Harper's return legitimately on the horizon here, it's it's a good time to be excited about the Phillies. I, I It's okay. You know, that series against New York stunk. The Mets just have the Phillies number. Again, that stat now, it's 21 games as of yesterday. But the fact that the Phillies are 21 games above 500 against every team not named the Mets is stunning. It's stunning. I mean, you're easily a playoff team if you go 20 games above 500. You know? I mean that's a that's a, a ninety-two and seventy-two record. Nope, bad math. A ninety-two and a ninety-one and seventy-one record. See, I can do math. Quick math. Look at me. Ninety-one and seventy-one. You're making the playoffs. You're making the playoffs at ninety-one and seventy-one. You know? And it's it's uh just the Mets. I've kept the Phillies from that pace. It's unbelievable. Um so you know the Phillies um I think last night was a, a real needed game to watch. Just a reminder that they can go out and handle business. We had some nice moments, some things that you can point to that are uh, exciting moving forward. I mean, Noah Syndergaard, yet again, really nice outing now. You know, Syndergaard's starts for the Phillies have been against bad teams, you know, two against the Reds and Nats. He has not faced a good team yet. But, you know, on a night when, you know, you're coming off, David Robertson having to go out and throw him back-to-back nights after the the two-inning save to go out the next night and didn't have it. You know, you're coming off the just losing Sir Anthony of it all. You know, obviously, Knable's out. You're you're 
really massively depleted from a bullpen perspective right now, just in terms of healthy and able arms heading into last night's game. You needed, especially after giving him the extra day's rest. He doesn't pitch in Sunday's game against his former team. Like you needed Noah Syndergaard to go out and deal last night and do what out and dole. Um, do what out and dealed. He do what out and doled. He did. He dealed. He was awesome. You know, really, a really, really nice outing from Syndergaard. Seven innings, one run, just gives up one homer. That was it. Only three hits, two walks over the seven innings. Only one strikeout, but you know, as long as you're getting out, who cares, right? <laughs> I don't care if you strike him out or not. You know, the swing and miss stuff wasn't necessarily there, but um, the 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 outs were, you know, soft contact. Good pitching, getting outs, and then the bullpen shuts it down. Coonrod comes in, Bilotti comes in, boom, boom. Coonrod was awesome. Coonrod, two strikeouts and a quick out, like just breeze through the inning. It makes you even more furious. He didn't come in the night before for instead of Sear, uh, Tyler Sear. But, you know, regardless, it was nice to see Coonrod come back and pitch. And I was in that moment uh, actually listening to the broadcast, the radio broadcast, uh, when Coonrod came in for a few minutes. Um, before getting back to the TV, and uh, when I was running my dog out to pee at that point of the night. Um, probably too much information, but that's what the situation was. And uh, I heard uh, the broadcast talking, and they made a really good point about, hey, you know what, Like you look at this team and you look at people who right now need to step up and can make a massive difference for this team right now. Like If you're looking for a, a guy we haven't talked about, an unheralded, out-of-nowhere kind of difference maker for this team it's sam coonrod i mean that is that is it we just talked about it a minute ago about the sir anthony injury about the canable injury about where this team is at from a bullpen bullpen depletion perspective and how concerning it is um coonrod was awesome last night if coonrod can come in and basically you know Look, we need Sir Anthony back, right? And the good news on the MRI, no structural damage. They're hoping he can be back at the end of 15 days. Phenomenal news. Can't afford to lose that guy. You just can't. Like, one of the few guys who would be a, a real blow to lose. But if Coonrod can step in and beat Knabel, right? If he can step in and take over for Corey Knabel, who's obviously now done for the season, what a massive lift that could be for this team. They need that arm in the pen. The pen, for the first time in as long as I can remember has not been a problem for us this year and and going, you know, even the other way with it. It's been a, a positive. It's been a plus for this team this season. So, you know, these injuries right now are concerning because it is something you've counted on, something that's been a, a hallmark of your team for a while. Um and you want to obviously continue that. So um you know Kumrad a name that I think um really, really could be a difference maker over the, the stretch run of the season. And, you know, honestly, the Phillies kind of need him to be. You know, he's gotten outs before for this team in the past. He's someone who's healthy now. He looked awesome last night. And again, they just need him. You know, they just need him. And, you know, yes, there's a possibility of maybe calling up Griff McGarry later in the season uh, to pitch out of the bullpen. You know, Rob Thompson has mentioned it, has not said they're thinking about it yet, but that is something that, you know, if they need the arm, would make the most sense organizationally. But ideally, you know, if Sam Coonrod's good, you're in good shape. And and Sir Anthony comes back, obviously. Um, And Coonrod has done it the Major League level before for this team. So um, that that was big last night, seeing Coonrod look so good and seeing him deal like that, only 11 pitches to get two strikeouts in and out. 
That's good stuff right there. 11 pitches, eight strikes. You felt good about what you saw from him last night. So that's a real, a real boon, potentially. Moving forward, offensively, again, uh, Syndergaard was great. Just gives up a solo home run to Austin Romine in the fifth, and that was it. Phillies get out early in the second inning. Nick Castellanos! Castellanos blasts one to center. Uh, I want to say maybe his longest homer as a Philly certainly felt like it in the moment. Certainly the hardest hit baseball by Nick Castellanos in a little while. Awesome to see. We'll get back to Castellanos in a sec. JT had a nice night, two for four with an RBI and a run. Cassie was two for four with an RBI or two RBI and a run. Bryson stopped back to back in that second inning after Cassie hits when he just tank shots one to right. I mean, both balls just absolutely murdered Cassie's to center and then Stott just tank shots at the right. That make it two nothing. The Phillies add another on a Cassiano. So opposite field double in the third and then in the fifth after the uh, Reds make it uh, three one. They make it four one on a. Uh, opposite field double by JT scoring boom. That was it, four to one. The Phillies again just handled business last night. It's exactly what you want to see from this team. They just went in and they took care of business and they won a game they had to. And it's great to see Nick Castellanos mentioned. Uh, you know, obviously hitting that big homer it was great. To see. He had a good night. And like, believe it or not, Casty getting a little little hot. So Nick Castellanos is in a twelve game hitting streak right now. Uh, his batting average during that is 388. Over his last 24 games, Nick Castellanos is slashing 359, 392, 543. Is it possible that quietly, unexpectedly, unnoticed, is Casty back? Is Casty back? No, I don't think he is yet, but. Um, He's in a he's in a heater right now, and and you're desperately needed. You know, we talked a lot about when Harper went down. Like Cassie's got to step up, and um, he hasn't been the Cassie we hoped him to be yet. But 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 he's playing better baseball, and they desperately need that. They've needed that, and it's really good to see him coming through for this team when they need it. You know, and um, hopefully there's more of that. Hopefully the confidence is building and and stretch run September. All of a sudden, it's like. This 24 game streak where he's batting 359 or whatever um, continues through the rest of the season. And it's like, oh, he finished the season on a 45 game streak where he batted 350. How about it? Casty heading into the playoffs, raking. Let's go. Like, you know, that is possible. That's not crazy. The dude's done it at the major league level before. So, um, something to keep an eye on. You know, that ball last night was looked different from Casty. We've not seen him hit a baseball like that that often. So, that was good. Stott, too, has been great. Uh, great story by Alex Coffey. Great story by Alex Coffey in the Inquirer about uh, Bryson Stott and how a few weeks ago Gene Segura gave him a challenge and told him, why not go up for 10 straight at-bats and just use your two-strike approach? He said, why don't you give me 10 at-bats with no stride, Segura said. It seems like when you get to two strikes, you just... Widen out. So give it a try. Stoddy gives it a try. Goes six for ten in his next ten. Now his two-strike approach is his all-the-time approach, and it's paying off. In August, Stott is hitting 323, 353, 431. Fascinating stuff right there. Shout-out to Gene. Great teammate Gene Segura, 
Uh, helping out his his teammate Bryson Stock, giving him some hitting pointers, and it looks like that has paid off. Stott has obviously made a miraculous jump. Really, since June first, as a hitter, the the difference he is as a hitter from June first to now is, um, or from prior June first now has been um has been really really thrilling to watch. Awesome to watch him really turn a, a corner, a real corner like that, and um and become a, a better player. A real hitter, and you know, last night that tank shot certainly showed it. Um, and look, you know, th- those are the guys. You know, Bryson Stott. Where would this team be without Bryson Stott? You know, we talked again. It's funny because we talked so much when Harper went down about how you know Cassiano, Schwarber, you know, JT, you know, the leaders of this team, Reese. Those guys got to step up and really carry the team, and and they have at times. You know, again, Cassiano's last twenty four games has been much better. JT really since the you know missing the Toronto series has been awesome you know he's been really really good for this team obviously Schwarber um, hasn't been as hot as he was since you know June and, and the beginning of July but but still has been a presence in that lineup but really you know the two guys who you know, you'd be lost without so to speak and have really picked up the team when they've needed it the most and maybe given you the contributions that you, know, you weren't expecting the most have been Alec Bowman and Bryson Stott I mean, Bohm has been the best hitter on the team since the injury. You know, since Harper went down, he's just the best player, the best hitter for this team flat out over that full sum of games, 40-whatever games it is. Um, Bohm has been amazing. You know, he's batting like 388 during that time period. He's been, um, again, you know, last night the hits. We saw it the, the other night with the two homers, even though they lose. Like, he has just been a metronome of offensive production and, you know, defensively, look, we'll still have the the issues that big error the other night in the Mets game, but you know, for the most part, just way, way, way better defensively, way more sure-handed than he was. Um, but it's the bat that's making him special, that's carrying him, that's helped carrying this team, and also is more anecdotal than anything. But just it feels like in watching this season and thinking about how many, you know, fun wins we've had, how many big at bats, how many walk offs, how many late hits, it just feels like Alec Boehm always comes through in the clutch. Am I crazy? You know, obviously the hater homer, probably the, the biggest example of that, but it feels like, you know, if, if it's the ninth inning and you need a runner on, Alec Bohm's going to get a single. I I feel like you think back to a lot of the ninth inning rallies we've had, Stubbs and and Stott's ninth innings, you know, the the one in the top and the one in the bottom, the walk-off, like all that stuff. Like, And I could be wrong, but if you go back, I'll bet Alec Bohm was on base for a lot of them. I really do. I really think so. I just think the dude gets big hits and he gets hits when they matter and he's been such a, a phenomenal uh, player for this team this year. And then Stoddy too. I mean, the player he's turning into, again, those numbers are insane. It's 23 days into August. He's batting 323 in the month. He's been great since June 1st. He's been such a big part of this team's ability to, to win games and stay in it. And that's really what this team needed is they needed guys to, to step up and help carry this team when Harper was out and they've done it. And now, now, we're less than a week away, potentially, from Bryce Harper returning. Today, Bryce Harper is starting a rehab assignment in Lehigh Valley from today through Saturday. He will be playing baseball in Lehigh Valley. And then, presumably, if all goes well, and we saw, we've seen the batting practice videos, we've seen Harper crushing baseballs in batting practice, looking like the wrist, the hand is... And no worse for wear. So, um, you know, obviously it'll take him the time to get adjusted, all that stuff. But um, really exciting. Harper, you know, return right on the horizon. It really feels like um, I can't believe they've weathered this time without him. And they get Harper back on Monday. Think about that. Harper 
on Monday. Wouldn't that be something? Phillies, um, things are looking up. And again, just got to keep beating the teams you need to beat as they sit right now. The Brewers win last night as well. Obviously, the Phillies do. Phillies with the win last night have tied the Padres now as um, they've still played two less games than the Padres, one in each of the columns, uh, but technically tied. Technically, the Phillies have a uh, one point higher win percentage. The Phillies win percentage is 549. The Padres 548, but the Phillies are 67 and 55. The Padres are 68 and 56. So essentially the same record. The Phillies technically ahead of them because of the tiebreakers and the, the slight advantage in, in win percentage. Uh, both teams are a game and a half up on the Brewers. For the Phillies, that really means two and a half because they hold that tiebreaker or two. Um, it is one in the loss column that they are up on the Brewers. Uh, two in the win columns. The Brewers have played uh, two less games than the Phillies uh, as they have. They're 65 and 56. The Phillies are 67 and 55. So one in the loss column, two in the win column. That is, that's a good spot to be in for the Phillies. As, uh, you know, I think you feel really good about where this Phillies team is at from a... a Divisional race perspective, from a playoff perspective, from a way they're playing perspective, and you know, again, the the schedule perspective as well. As uh, tonight, it's Nola versus, excuse me, Suarez versus Lodolo. Lodolo obviously threw a gem against the Phillies that last game of the Cincy series last week. You hope that seeing him again will change the outcome. I believe this was the matchup of that game. Suarez, Lodolo, both brilliant. The Reds win it one nothing late. Um, tomorrow, Nola versus Ashcroft, and then Ashcraft, and then uh, Wheeler versus Dunn on Thursday. So you got great matchups. Then you got the Pirates this weekend, then the Diamondbacks after that. So from a schedule perspective, from a standings perspective, from a play on the field perspective, this Phillies team is is really positioned well. They're really positioned well. You know, as we know, they do not have a you know, outside of the Giants, uh, three-game series with the Giants, they don't have a, a legitimately tough series until the middle of September. So this is a long stretch of baseball right now where this team has a real chance to to make some headway, to distance themselves, to put themselves in a position where, you know, we are, we are sitting at the end of the season, they're a playoff team. And, you know, look, I think getting Harper back, obviously from a – pure baseball perspective is huge. You know, it, it obviously just makes you a better baseball team. Um, but also just from a, a lift perspective, from an emotional perspective, I don't know how this team that was able to weather this time without Harper and to stay in this isn't going to get an emotional boost from getting the MVP back. Like, I, I just don't see how that doesn't happen. I'll be floored. I'll be shocked. If, if Harper comes back and they're not better, I'll be shocked. Even if he struggles at first, I'll be shocked. If it just doesn't give them that that little bit extra you know, that you sometimes need to, to thrive. And I, I really think the Phillies are going to get that from Harper. I think he's going to come back. I think it's going to be an emotional difference. And I think this team is heading for the playoffs, and I think we're heading towards a stretch run that's going to be a lot of fun. And look, I get it. We've talked about this many times, but I... I it obviously will be said, and as we are, you know, it's August 23rd. We're eight days away from September, nine days away from September. You know, obviously, the closer we get, the closer it's going to feel. But, you know, it's September. We know the collapses, the the history, year after 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 year, after year, after year, after year, after year so on, so forth. It's September, the, the bane of our Phillies' existence. I, I think it's going to be different this year. I think this team's different. Everything that we've seen from this team so far has shown us they're different. I believe that continues this year. I believe they continue to be different. I believe they can handle business. Again, it, it all comes down to winning these games against teams you're supposed to beat. 
know, if they continually win games against teams they're supposed to beat, they're going to make the playoffs because that's the majority of their schedule left. So they just have to keep doing what they're doing. They just have to handle business. And again, as long as you're playing anyone but the Mets, you know, and guess what? No more Mets on the schedule. So, you know, I, I think the Phillies are in a nice spot. You know, I think last night was a really nice job of starting to put the weekend against the Mets behind you, starting to look ahead to the Reds, the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, the Giants, the Nationals, the Marlins, all these games you have coming up and, and, and handle business. The Cubs were over revenge series against the Cubs. You know, it's, it's handle your business time. The schedule sets up well. The team is in a nice spot. You know, the the bullpen injuries are a concern. No doubt you need Sir Anthony back. But outside of that, with Harper coming back, Marsh you know, looking like he's going to be back too. This is, um, Phillies are setting up well for a stretch run. They're setting up well for September. The the bane of our existence of Philly September is setting up like it could be a fun one this year. And Harper's going to be back for it, which is insane. So um, reason to be excited. Reason to be excited. And tonight, hopefully, Ranger handles business against Nick Lodolo, and, and we're talking about another win tomorrow. Either way, whatever happens. And Ranger's going to deal. We know he's going to deal. Let's hope they can hit Lodolo, right? Either way, whatever happens tonight, we'll be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today, right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 